it seems like there's kind of a bigger amount of like a lack of clarity around what hope is. Um, so we're going to do something similar that we did last week. I've got a handful of passages that we'll kind of break up into groups, read, talk about, and then come back together and share a lot of thoughts on them. Um, but before we get started, I just want to ask the question, how would you guys define hope? Believing for things that you can't see yet. Yeah. That's good. What else? Looking toward a future outcome or looking toward a future goal. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Where's that? Yeah, me. The top of there. Yeah. I was going to say, it definitely has a positive and good despite all odds, even though it might not seem that way in the moment. The way things are supposed to work out, I think it's a positive thing. Okay. Good. The follow-up question, how is hope different from faith? I do not know. I'm tired of all these hard questions. <laughs> is faith like believing in things that you know are true that already happened? And hope is like believing in things that you know are true but haven't happened or something like that? A little bit, yeah. So like, faith like would be like believing... That what Jesus did, yeah. like, is sufficient, right? And we're actively continuing our in our faith to like trust Him. We trust His word, and we trust what He said will happen. Uh, but hope starts to get more into like having, like, letting your faith impact what you believe about the future, mm-hmm. um, and like letting that be like a sure foundation of like this is going to happen because I believe in Jesus. I know. So I just wanted to start with that because um, I know it can kind of like those territories can definitely cross a little bit. But hopefully today, reading a handful of passages, uh, it'll be a little bit more clear on how hope is at least a little bit different um, and to help us get a better definition for hope. Okay. I just I just made it make sense. It's my language. Got it. You want to say it back so maybe it'll help click for other people. Well, the way I made it make sense is a little depressing, but I was like, I have. <coughs> Sub two hour for my half marathon. Right, but I don't have anything about Boston. 
Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. But with Jesus and with the things that we have a spiritual hope for, they are going to happen. The hope that we have in Jesus, the hope that we have for eternity through him, are totally different. And so that's that's kind of what we're doing, is like redefining what hope is. That would be crazy. It's both. Yeah. So our faith helps. It's confusing. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about it, you know, because it's definitely confusing. But scripture clearly lays them out as three separate things as faith, hope, and love. And so for us to immediately say that faith and hope are the exact same would be wrong. But for us to say that hope is only hopefulness, like expecting the right things to happen, wouldn't be covering like the full. I don't think it's it's a synonym with different definitions, 100%. Yeah. Synonyms can very well, most, right? Exactly. They're two Synonyms. different things, and that's what I'm trying to say. Why am I pressing this over? It's okay. It's your turn. You want to get your rights? Well, this is actually why we're struggling with this, because last week we tried to introduce all these three things, yeah. and then a lot of us were like, hold on, what's the exact diff- like difference between faith and hope? And that's why we're struggling with yeah, it. Exactly. So instead of just getting too deep up front of like trying to answer these questions, we'll just look at scripture and then we'll talk about it. And something that Trey said last week, I'm going to reiterate too, like just because like currently so far he and I have been the two and been teaching on this, like that doesn't mean that both of us have all the answers. And so we're going to, you know, use these verses to do our effectively discovery Bible study here today on what hope is. And hopefully at the end of it, they said hopefully, uh, <laughs> we have a better understanding. I think we all will of what the scriptures say. And then beyond that, it'll hopefully additionally lead to some additional questions that we can ask about like, okay, well maybe we need to press in more on well, what is this specific aspect of hope or this aspect of faith. Because there's definitely a lot of overlap. Uh, how I was trying to explain it some to Chase the other day is faith leads to a hope that is unshakable. Um, and for us to have hope means a lot more like scripturally, spiritually, and what it does just like within the general kind of like the way we think about it giving day in our lives. Does that make sense? So let's break up into some groups. Um, am I able to share my screen? Let's see. Oh, is, can you turn the TV on? Yep. Oh my gosh. He can do I'm so over his phone. So fancy. <laughs> Super fancy over there. So you should be able to just screen mirror. Cool. Are you on our Wi-Fi? Are you on our Wi-Fi? Yeah, like I am you not. Are you on the Wi-Fi? Not yet. Oh, okay. No, he can not. Oh, you're so technologically advanced, Austin. Blowing my mind here. Fourth settings to like think. What did I do that produced this? It's more of a waiting room. One or two. I just like getting mad. I'm like, why is this happening? But now what they said, the only thing here that kind of throws me off is in verse 6 it says, if necessary, you have been grieved with trials. So that if necessary is almost like sometimes we have to go through trials. The important thing to look at is like when scripture talks about judgment day, it talks about one day, right at the end of time. But before that, all the stuff that it talks about. 
I think this just points to the life to come, our life uh, in heaven, and when Christ comes for the resurrection. Um, Specifically, verse 19, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. There's, if all your hope is in this life, what are you hoping in? Like, there's nothing to gain from this life. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, hope, I feel like hope is just believing in Christ's sacrifice was enough to redeem us for the life to come. Yeah. So hope here is not for anything in this life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't hope that because I'm a Christian, I'm going to have like the dream job yeah health like all of that it's i have hope Mm -hmm. that eternally i'm secured yeah that's faith and that's where you get and see it's both and that's what this passage is so so i think something to help so faith and hope i agree are very similar very close in my head how i'm thinking of it you have a Venn diagram, you have faith and hope, and they're very much in the center. There's a little bit 
that are huge, different. Huge differences and then very small similarities. That's where I'm looking at. Okay. But I'm going to shut up because it's going to take an hour. <laughs> so I'm so so how how I'm how I'm thinking faith faith is all right I have faith that Jesus lived I have faith that Jesus died I have I I have I have faith in the Bible and you know what everything in the Bible is true that's where my faith is but now for me in this present time my hope is waiting for Christ's return and then going on from this life into the next life I don't know I don't know if that helps at all <laughs> in fact I just felt like I felt like you just proved me right there but like that's why I'm gonna shut up we're talking and I was Thinking like hope is like a kind of like a heart posture. Mm-hmm. Like my faith is like Jesus in the Bible, but like you know, how I feel like that's my faith. Like, this is my faith. Like no matter if I'm sick one day or I'm tired or whatever, like, this is my faith. But hope is like a kind of like a heart posture, almost like from your faith. Yeah. Um. For, and like with a future. Emphasis, I guess. Sure. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I think that's good, Chase. And again, I think from this this verse, the key is like our hope is specifically beyond this life. Yeah. If we had hope that was only in this life, we would need to be pitied more than any other person because we would be like totally like off track. I mean, look at look at the apostles, look at Jesus' life. Did they have luxury? Did they have comfort? Were they like, you know, like secure that they were going to be alive the next day? Like they had none of this. Paul spent most of his life in prison and was shipwrecked. Yeah. And actually that next passage, the Second Corinthians 4, the afflictions that he's talking about, he lays them out. I think it's in Second Corinthians 5. But he says like, you were shipwrecked. I was stoned. Mm-hmm. I was pronounced dead. I was bit by a poisonous snake. Mm-hmm. Multiple shipwrecks actually. Like all of these things, just like terrible time and time again. Like had to be like dropped out of a window so that I could get out of a city without being <coughs> killed. And he says, and in all of that, mm-hmm. like God did that so that I would have like that I would trust in Him, trust in the life that He provides, even though I despair of life itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, in the Second Corinthians passage, what He really focuses on is like we have a hope for the weight of glory that we can't even comprehend right now, and that that like overshines any trial that we have. Mm-hmm. So I think really, kind of the key lesson there is that like hope means that like we don't suffer for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's an emphasis on the resurrection of Christ and the resurrection of the dead here. I feel like if we lived out actually hold to that belief, what is death matter, sickness matter, anything that you go through, God can like just raise you from the dead. Yeah. That's like exactly what Paul says. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's Saint Corinthians one. He says like we yeah, we despair of our own life. So that we would hope in Jesus and like trust in Him, who is able to raise us from the dead. It's like that's exactly what like Job is an ultimate example of that. Yeah. 
And Job lost everything. Mm-hmm. And not once did he sin with his mouth, it says. Like, he still praised God through that and trusted that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the Ephesians passage? It's just like without Jesus, you have no hope. Like, no. It's like pre salvation. Just as a man, you have no hope. You're alienated. You're a stranger to the promises of God. Yeah. That's exactly it. Without Jesus, we don't have any hope. And so that, that shows me that the hope that the Bible talks about is a spiritual hope, right? Mm-hmm. Because we can still hope certain things will happen in this life. Mm-hmm. But that's totally separate from having an eternal, solid hope in Jesus. What about the next one, Colossians 1.27? After I get all this typed up, I'll send it. Obviously, a lot more notes could be made. Yeah. A lot more nuance. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to have like a single place. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Seems to be saying there's a Christ in us, but we, the church, have a role to play in that. Yeah, I'd say this one means that the gospel itself means that we are hoping for his glory to be revealed. Maybe hope is like actively remembering your faith. That's a good way to look at it. Well, me and Emily started arguing about that because I was I feel like hope is like the act, but I mean, it's also nuanced, whatever. But like I was like, I feel like hope is like the action that comes from faith. Like we have faith in Jesus and everything, but like that's what like gives you the hope. Like it's like an action after and then Emily and um, Lizzie were like the opposite. I was like, okay, then I don't know. <laughs> but also Oh, that's what you get. Well, that's the thing is, I think to put a single definition on hope would probably be taking some of its weight away. Yeah. Um, and I'm, that's not like a cop out. Oh, we can find it because we can. But it has a bigger definition than probably what we're comfortable with, right? Yeah. Katie pointed something out when we were reading just about the mystery of it all, you know, that there's still some mystery to it. I feel wasn't one of the verses that was Yeah, it's the Colossians one. It talks about the mystery of the gospel. Yeah. Um, and by the way, at the end of this, I'm going to come back and try to put, like, more of a singular definition on it with all of these notes. So I just want that to be clear. I'm not just going to be, like, kind of talking around it without getting to it. I think you're just going to talk around it without getting to it. Perfect. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> First uh, Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. This one is talking about, you know, the difference again. Don't grieve like people who don't have hope. Talking about like there's a clear distinction. Like mm-hmm. people without Jesus have no hope. Like they yeah. can have hope in the same way people without Jesus can have love, but it's not like the same <coughs> depth. It doesn't have exactly. the same meaning. And then it talks all about what we're hoping for, which is the return of Jesus mm-hmm. and being, you know, everyone that's dead, you know, being with him in the air and us too, and being with him forever. But I, just, I think it's so funny that 
you know, it's like don't grieve like people with no hope. You have hope, and I just forget that there is like huge distinct differences in even grief, you know, between people living without that. Yeah. That don't have hope. Exactly. Because that's why the passage talks about falling asleep, right? Um, regardless of like where that may put you right now in terms of like what does the afterlife actually look like? Like what is the judgment day? Really, the important thing here is falling asleep is temporary. You wake up from a nap. You wake up when you sleep. Uh, and so that's what he's trying to capture most importantly here is like, in Jesus, we don't truly die. Like, yeah, we're, we're dead. Like, that's the wages of sin. But because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross, we have eternal life. And that's what our hope is in. All right, just a few more. First Timothy 6.17. Don't hope in riches, hope in Jesus, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just reminded of the uh, the uh, parable of the man, the rich man who, what am I going to do with my wealth? Oh, I'm going to tear down my barns and build larger barns. Yeah. And then the angel of death came and said, your life is due of you tonight, you fool. Um, so yeah, just not relying on our own riches. Yeah, that's good. I think too, an interesting thing here is like, you could take it to mean like, oh, but hope in God who gives you everything. It's like, oh, so God's going to give me money. Mm-hmm. No, what this means is that you have an inheritance that's mm-hmm. eternal, that despite what your life on earth looks like, you mm-hmm. have like something immeasurably more than you could ever expect waiting for you. Yeah. All right, what about Titus? Titus 2. Talks about waiting again. Yeah. For the things that haven't appeared to us. That's about renouncing. Like we're over here. Yeah, I think the important... Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the important thing here is like we live our lives based on the hope that we have. So because we have hope, that means we're going to wait for the Lord and we're going to wait well by like living holy lives. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't have hope that Jesus is going to return and that you're going to you know, be with him forever and be living opposite like everything that he wants, how he wants you to live. Yeah. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and make us his very own people committed to doing good deeds. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, exactly. Like, it's like that's what you're supposed to do while you're up there waiting. And that's another area that there's definitely crossover between faith and hope, right? Because what does James say about faith? Faith with all works is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing with hope. Hope with all works is dead. Uh, it's not that can't. <laughs> Alright, well, we're jumping. No, I'm sorry, I'm in Europe. Okay. I don't think so. Keep Peter 1, 3 through 9. This one has a lot, right? Mm. 
didn't check the oven. I mean, I don't know where it's coming from, but shit. I thought that was crazy. Sorry, Jeremy. Over here. It smells like a gas. Yeah, it smells like gas. Is that No, nothing's on. That's weird. Maybe something from outside. It might be outside. I don't know. Nothing's in the oven. Fire Well, I think that statement at the end, our hope, uh, what is it? Thus, hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Um, I feel like that says our hope drives action. of that 
like one, that is our hope, but then because of the hope that we have, we're able to do the right actions now. We're able to purify ourselves and to make ourselves like set apart as holy even more by the way we live our lives. We're able to patiently wait for him to return because part of hope is waiting knowing that it's to come. And yeah, obviously there's a lot of overlap between what hope and what faith means. That's it. But really what makes it different is that hope is in what hasn't to come and it leads to waiting, it leads to action, it leads to rejoicing. Obviously faith does all those things too. Faith without works is dead. Like when we have faith, we worship God. But this is again, when we are so like, our faith has driven us not just to believe in God, not just to believe in the promises of God, but to wait expectantly for the day when those promises are finally delivered. Does that make sense? So faith is a lot. I'm like, wait, so faith is, uh, I could just click in my brain, like faith is the part of our religion that's happened already and hope is the part that is to come. For the most part, yes. Except the Venn diagram. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a Venn diagram where, of course, we're going to have faith again that, like, what God has promised, he's going to, like, deliver for us. Like it says, all his promises are yes and amen. So, like, there is a faith to trust his word. And if you trust his word, you trust what he said he's going to do in the future. But, in general, our hope and where that differs from faith is the, the future aspect of it. And that's why, I mean, even in First Corinthians, it says, like, um, Faith, hope, and love, of these, like, love is the greatest. Other places talk about, like, well, what do we hope for? I mean, we read it. Like, it's the things that you haven't seen. One day we'll see Jesus face to face. But just like Trey pointed out last week, love still hopes all things and believes all things. So even as love continues, hope and faith will also continue. It's just going to look different. But right now, our hope is that one day Jesus is returning. Our hope is that no matter what happens in this life, we can trust him. And that, like, we are, like, fully secured, we are fully purchased by him, we are his children. And because of this hope, the reality of the future for us, that should cause us to wait well, to obey the Lord, to share the gospel, uh, and to rejoice, to celebrate the things that are coming, because we know that it's going to happen. And that's what separates it, uh, just like we were talking about earlier, like, without Jesus, we don't have hope. You can have, like, hope in this world. Uh, like, I can hope to have a great day. I can hope to, like, you know, get the major promotion at work or whatever. Um, that is, like, a type of, hope, of hopefulness. That's almost like a winsome, like, yeah. like, wishing of things to come. Whereas spiritual hope, like what we've read today, cannot be tampered with. Can't be interrupted. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's going to stop it from coming true. Mm-hmm. So that's... Go ahead. You go ahead. I keep thinking about the songs. It's like over and over my head. It's like my inheritance will be perfect and an ending beneath your watchful eye. Nothing can take it. It cannot be exactly. Like if you read the songs, it just goes on and on and on about our inheritance. Mm -hmm. It is like something that we can't even. That's right. Think of. Mm -hmm. It's worth waiting for. Exactly. It's worth waiting for. That's a great way to put it. Hopefully that all is less confusing now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I have faith that you put three different words in this for a reason, right? Exactly. <laughs> now I have hope 
they'll be able to understand why <laughs> eventually. Well, that that's actually a correct view of hope too, like spiritual <laughs> hope, because yeah, God will give you the understanding, right? Like to be able to get that, you know. Yep. Uh, so anyway, I would encourage you guys, like, keep going through these verses. It's one thing for me to, like, summarize um, and to, like, tell you what I gleaned from it. It's another to, like, better understand it yourself. So, like, as you continue to have questions, keep digging in here. This is by no means an exhaustive list of where Scripture talks about hope. These are just what I thought would be kind of the core tenets for us to pick up next. Our goal is not to immediately move into faith next week or to love. Our goal is to look at stories and, like, more specific teachings that we can do like head, heart, hands and actually like walk through, okay, well now that we've had like a summary understanding of hope, let's actually look at the specifics. So we're definitely not done. We're going to keep digging into this for a while. That makes sense? Yeah, cool. cool. Received and understood. That's how I said angels at work. I love like, received, received and understood. understood. Best regards. <laughs> That's great. Um, so I know we definitely went a little bit longer doing all of that. I uh, really appreciate you guys hanging on. Just to close out with the final third, uh, just a couple things. Mm -hmm.